and welcome back to Techies, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is episode 49 for Sunday, March 27th, 2016. Happy Easter, everyone. It is Easter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. How about that? And I have a couple co-hosts right here. There's Matt. Hey. I am uh, actually doing pretty burnt right now. I went out to... Uh, Spent quite a bit of time outside this weekend and uh, got kind of burnt to a crisp, so I am recovering. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I, I, maybe that's not so awesome. It's not awesome. <laughs> that is it. awesome. I mean, sounds awesome that you were outside and everything, I guess. I mean, yeah, I can't squinch my forehead at all because if I do any kind of wrinkles, it, it starts burning. You squinched mm. up face? You can't. Just... <laughs> <laughs> my, my squinched up face? <laughs> it's one of the old, old MP3s. I remember one of the first ones way back when. And also, here's Tony. What's going on, Tony? Oh, not too much. We kind of had a, I guess the, the rain over here sucks. I'd almost rather have the uh, the nice weather that would burn me, maybe. Yeah. Because we haven't had it in a while. True. Yesterday was nice. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was nice. A nice day. Looking big, forward big to day. some of the, you know, warmer weather, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm very much. I did go for a run yesterday uh, outside. <clears throat> so it was outside a, run? Nice little five-miler, you know. There you so, go. Yeah, I had to get that in. Uh, going to be going to Mexico soon, so I kind of want to, I don't know. I guess I want to be in shape for that. We'll see. There's the heat. <laughs> see if that happens. I've got a whole week now to try to prepare. <laughs> try to actually look somewhat uh, decent in a in a bathing suit, if you will. <laughs> one week's plenty of time. Good luck with that. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, absolutely. They got all those one-week diets out there. You can just pick one, and I'm sure it'll work for you. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I'll get my hopes up, I suppose. Ah, well, you guys, uh, were you guys drinking anything tonight? I just finished water, <laughs> so yeah, no. <laughs> Ooh, I actually had a chocolate tea. Ooh. <laughs> interesting, uh, interesting. Yeah, I thought it could go either one of two ways, really good or just ridiculously horrible, and uh, it was actually pretty decent, so uh, pretty subtle chocolate flavor, like I guess you'd expect a, a normal tea would have, so yeah, actually, not too bad. Cool. No, no, no artificial sweeteners. So I think that was what uh, what helped. Awesome. I uh, I am drinking a, <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know if you can maybe partially blame the new advertising, but uh, I have a shock top uh, Belgian white here with the the orange uh, <laughs> wedge head. What is it? What are they call them? <laughs> wedge head. Have you seen these commercials? <laughs> seen these? Heard about these? Uh, what's the is latest, it good? The late, yeah. Well, it tastes all right. Uh, Tony probably hate it because I don't know. It's probably kind of like Blue Moon, I suppose. But you seen these commercials with uh, what's the latest one? It's got uh, <laughs> I was calling him Silent Bob. Tony, who's that? <laughs> Silent Bob. What's his name? <laughs> Tony's impersonating Silent Bob by being on mute. <laughs> yes, I was on mute. That's right. Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith. You had to look it up, didn't you? <laughs> I totally Kevin was on mute. I didn't Kevin know Smith, uh, yeah, and uh, who's the other one? Kevin Smith and the other guy. Uh, ah, Jason Mewes? No, no, it's it's two totally separate. Uh, oh, it's it's dude. What was in uh, Heroes and uh, Star Wars? <laughs> dude, what was in <laughs> what? <laughs> Heroes, the 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 guy from Heroes and and Star Wars. Uh, Oh, the detective guy. Yeah, he in Heroes. Him and Kevin Smith are in are in these new commercials for Shock Top. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I don't know. They're talking to the stupid the stupid 
uh, orange head guy. <laughs> He's the orange head guy. Fun. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I haven't seen that. It's kind of fun. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you should check it out. Check it out when you have a chance. Anyway, enough of that, I suppose. Let's uh, dive into our next segment. <laughs> Big surprise here, TechCrunch reports face plant into this airplane tray table pillow. This is referred to as the Willip, or if you're French, because I think the creator is French, uh, Willip, Willip. It's a travel pillow. This thing is pretty wild. It sits on your tray table. Um, So I guess guess I'm not too sure. Not that you should be really sleeping on during takeoff or landing anyway, because they're supposed to be in the upright How's that go? Trade tables in the upright position, whatever. But your yeah. the, the way this thing works, it's got a uh, lack of a better term, a hole <laughs> that goes through it uh, for your arms, and you just kind of set your head down right on top of it. There's, this, there's a little head placement area there, which also and, and it, this article doesn't go really too much into where you put this, but it says it stores your phone. You can put your phone in there, and I presume there's enough space in there for you to look down directly at it somehow because it talks about uh, being able to read or watch a movie um, while trying to go to sleep. And there's also multiple ways to use this thing. You can either, you can do it uh, the one way, head down, then you can flip it around uh, a different way. (laughs) Then you can do it on the side, different things like that. They show a, a few different ways of going about it. But allegedly, you should be able to fill this thing up in five breaths, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, because wow. it is it is deflatable, but obviously oh, I yeah, say that already. Uh, five breaths for fifteen seconds, and then it's supposed to only deflate <coughs> in two seconds, which is pretty remarkable. And uh, it's they claim it's a little bigger than a smartphone. I, I mean, it's probably when it's when it's deflated, obviously uh, weighs uh, I guess about the same though. Um, I wasn't really sure if that was inflated or deflated, but uh, I mean, I gotta imagine it's probably. Anything inflatable really doesn't weigh that much. So, mm-hmm. there is a a product out there that exists called Skyrest. That's more of a <laughs> a pillow block, as they kind of describe it. But it, it looks the website's terrible for this thing for the for the Skyrest thing. But it's um, this looks like it's a, it evolved beyond that for sure. And you can uh, pledge some cash there on Kickstarter right now. Thirty bucks, uh, I guess. Guarantees you one of these bad boys, and uh, I, I would consider this because, you know, I do have a neck pillow, and I might even have it around around here somewhere. But it's, it's okay, you know. It's a lot better than, than uh, not having one at all. I think on an airplane, but this thing seems real like I'd really be able to fall asleep a lot better. Uh, and and I think the big thing, the big thing they talk about with uh, traditional. Uh, neck pillows is that you are much more likely to fall forward or, you know, uh, topple, topple over forward, I think is how they describe it. Hmm. What do you guys say? You guys, uh, would you get one of these? I suppose if I was a big traveler, I would probably consider it. I've never really had a neck pillow though. I don't know how those feel. Um, I've never put one on or used one, uh, but I, I'm sure if I'm traveling farther, I'd probably want something or longer. I think the most I've ever been in an airplane is like three hours and I'm sure that's nothing compared to you guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I just I was just on the phone. Yeah, there I think domestic tonight. flights. This feels a little bit like overkill. Uh, uh, where you know a couple hours gets you pretty much anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess over overseas or inter international, I could see something like this being useful. 
Is it, um, did they say what, uh, fabric or whatever it's made out of? It looks like a felt maybe, so. Oh, interesting. No, I didn't, I didn't read anything about the fabric. Um, it looks it comfortable. Does, I mean, it's it not, does I know we like, said inflatable, um, so I usually think of something maybe plasticky, you know which what I don't it, think would be comfortable. But. You know what it looks like is the material on, uh, air mattresses. It looks very similar in this one photo, so. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would guess. It looks like a felt almost, mm -hmm. like that, but. Yeah, it looks good. looks comfortable. Yeah. I'd give it a shot, as long as breathing wouldn't, you know, have my breath come back at my face or anything like that. I don't think I'd <laughs> like that, then. No, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, is is uh, I don't know how breathing, you know, I, I, maybe I'd be more tempted to sleep on the side of my head or something with it, because they do show that as a possibility also, but... Oh, yeah. yeah I got, good. yeah, like, breathing in the, the thing at all seems kind of... Mm -hmm. It seems kind of strange to me. Like, I don't know if dust mites would be an issue or <laughs> anything like that, well, but I'm pretty It's probably always a breathing issue when you're, you know, on a long flight when they, with that recircled air. Who knows what you're breathing Yeah, in. that could be. Yeah, true. But, you know, it still looks good. Looks like a solid product. Yeah, right on. All right. <laughs> Matt, what do you have for us tonight? Oh, I've got one from Engadget. This is Oculus founder flew to Alaska to deliver the first consumer rift. Uh, so this was actually took place yesterday, Saturday, March 26th. Uh, so the, the founder flew out to Alaska. He said the only thing that uh, he regrets is showing up in flip-flops. <laughs> still <laughs> kind of winter there. Uh, and then uh, I went to the Oculus website. So it's uh, you can, I guess it's still in pre-order, but it's a uh, $5.99. Uh, and the expected ship date was still July 2016. Uh, if you're ordering it right now, I'm assuming this is still the first Kickstarter people that are, uh, are getting the new headsets. But uh, I guess that's where where it stands. I was kind of surprised it's it's out now. It feels like it's forever. It's been they've just been iterating on it and coming up with new uh, dev kits. So it's kind of cool that it's actually out. Yeah. So so you say the first Rift, but so originally it was the Oculus Rift. Is it? Let's get that out of the way. Facebook bought them at one point, right? And yep. Does did they drop the Rift as part of the name, or was that like a particular... the first consumer Rift? I, I think Oculus is the company, and then the ah, Rift is just the product. That makes more sense. Yeah, founder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes Rift. a lot. Wow. Okay. Wow. I've been I've been an idiot about this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, okay. First consumer Rift. I was like, is there is there a real world like like I'm thinking the game Rift or something with some kind of public event. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone drops a, you know, you could do something like that with the Oculus, Oculus Rift. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're going to make a, you know, like massively multiplayer online games. Yeah. It seems oh, like a pretty good yeah. fit for, for something sure. like that. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm still a little skeptical um, in terms of it. Still feel burned by the, uh, was it Virtual, Virtual Boy? Virtual Boy? No, no. I, oh, my God. I have, I have I a friend who, I, was little. I have a friend who I think still has two of those. Uh, <laughs> like, I that's, I mean, it was, it was kind of neat at the time, but yeah, it, obviously that never took off. It's not that it was burned. Maybe it's kind of like the <clears> difference <throat> between the original tablet PCs and the, and the new tablets um, in a way. But, but this is, to me, this is different in that you always have to have something over your eyes. I, 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 that's, I don't know. That to me is. Yeah, I think yeah, they're bulky now and uncomfortable, and it's I cool think your gimmick. placement. It's a cool gimmick. It's like, yeah. and the good. I have a, a one of those free Google cardboard Star Wars editions that they put out, and and that's pretty neat. It mm -hmm. is, but you know, of course, I only use the thing for a couple of days. <laughs> 
showed people some of the cool things. But yeah, what do you? I mean, what else are you gonna really do it do with it? I, you know. Well, I think it's the video game systems that are, are primarily the target. I don't know what Facebook plans to do with theirs though, but I know PlayStation VR is coming out with theirs. Um, HG Vive is another big one, but uh, some of these you really need a big you know computer system in order to take advantage of the games that are gonna follow. Wow. So you guys think this is going to just, in a couple of years, maybe just tank like it did you know, back a decade or two ago? I don't know. Maybe it's just another cycle where you just keep, people maybe, comes up and like, seems like such a cool concept, such a, mm-hmm. a good selling point. But then when people try it out, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, this. I don't know. About I don't, maybe. I, I think it's really expensive and I think it's going to be the super elite gamers that are going to be able to take advantage I mean, of it if they want to. But I can yeah. only, I can only really use at least the Google Cardboard for like 10 minutes before I start feeling a little... I, yeah, that's the, that's I mean, it. If it's there, and I think they got to work on people getting sick or whatever too. I think the latency is a big issue. But I I heard PlayStation is really trying to work with that, and yeah. I think theirs is going to be the cheapest because you just need the system and then the PlayStation VR. But with these other ones, it's kind of like Apple Watch. I mean, yeah, people will use it. Yeah, but... yeah. I think you got to wait and see. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I, yeah, I don't. I don't see this. You know, if you take an eSport game. I don't see this actually giving you any kind of advantage. I think it actually would be a disadvantage <clears throat> to have that yeah. on your, your your head versus just a keyboard and mouse uh, and using that to look around. So I'm curious if it's going to take off in at least the eSport bracket. Um, yes, exactly. And right. that sometimes drives a lot of what, what people like to play. Yeah, that's true. That's true, Very yeah. Very true. All right, we'll thanks, see. Matt. Yeah. Tony, what, uh, what, what are you talking about tonight? Yeah, that's right. Mine's from The Verge. My article is, um, and it's Hexoskin, the smart shirt will have that thing that makes it a smart shirt. And um, <laughs> actually, the first one came out. Um, th- this is a shirt that uh, is mostly like a, it's like you take a, a fitness watch or a fitness band, and it's basically, this is a shirt, and it's got more sensors over it. And one of them came out in 2013, and I believe it was crowdfunded, but don't quote me on that, because um, I think this new one is right now. Um, and... It had um, it was able to, to track your heart rate, your breathing rate, and um, other uh, different activities um, like oxygen, your intake, your oxygen intake, um, and um, a lot more things, a lot more precise than maybe a watch band. Oh, I don't want to say watch band, but a fitness band would. Um, the the only bad thing about this is it had Bluetooth 2.1, and it was not you were you weren't able to really get the data onto well in this case Hexoskin's own app. Um, so I, I'm not sure if I think you had to connect it to your computer in, in some way or something like that. But this is an update that they're doing now with Bluetooth 4.1, and you're going to be able to uh, link that data to not just their app but other apps as well. Um, some of them, which I believe I had on here, were Strava, yeah, Strava, Runkeeper, and Endomondo, which I don't think I've ever used. Um, I, I believe I used the first two, Strava and Runkeeper. Briefly, um, but yeah, you and then they have their own app too, and what you know, it's mostly just being able to wirelessly, um, you know, sync this data to your your either your smartphone, your smartwatch, and I believe the Apple Watch has an app for it. Um, uh, different bike computers and GPS, um, and then this connector, which has the Bluetooth 4.1, will be able to work with older Hexoskin shirts. And it kind of looks like a vest. Like if you go to hexoskin.com, um, you'll see how they have men's and women's shirts. They kind of look like like tank tops in a way. They're black. 
and they have a little pouch for the connector. And um, what they had before was a battery life of 15 hours, and they want to double that to 30. Um, they're, 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 I should say they're, they're promising that. And um, some of these, um, I went to the website right now, and some of them are $400 starting, but they're saying this Hexoskin Smart starts at 300 um, and it's expected to ship in the spring. So I don't know what, if, I, I believe this is probably mostly geared more for the, um, you know, the, the, the person that really wants to track their data a little bit more precise than someone who just has a watch band or a fitness band. Huh. Well, it's, it's a good thing this looks like quality material. Um, some of yeah. it's going to last. Um, you can definitely put it in the wash. I did read that. Um, you just take the little uh, connector or the, the, the pouch with the Bluetooth on it um, where it kind of holds that data. You take that out, obviously. You wouldn't put that in the wash with it. Um, one thing that I did notice, because I did go to the Hexoskin website, is it looks like it tracks your sleep, too. So I'm wondering if you, you kind of have to sleep with this on, too. And I don't know if you might. They're saying it's comfortable, but I'm not sure if you're going to want to. Never take it off. Yeah. Like, you know, you go run five miles, and then it's like, all right, I'm going to go to bed now because I really want to know what, what, what my sleep's at. But then you're all sweaty, so maybe you can shower with it. I don't know. It's got to power through it. It's right. Um, but, yeah, breathing volume. I'm just looking at it now. The different activities, step counter, cadence, calories. Um, yeah, heart rate's up there, too. Um, but it's supposed to be more comfortable than I know that some of those had bands that would go around your chest for heart rate. And I think a lot of times people would maybe complain about how uncomfortable those were. Um, but yeah, this is supposed to be really comfortable. Um, I really haven't heard about this. I didn't know one came out in 2013. Um, but yeah, it's really for those people who really want that data and uh, maybe to see if they can not only track it, but see how they can improve it too. I don't know. What do you guys think? Shane, you're a big runner. Um, did, did you talk about <laughs> cost or anything? What's that? Did you talk about price or anything? Or Yeah, the new one will be 300 but they do start uh, at 400 right now. There's a, a men's kit is $3.99 on their website, and then there's a women's kit that's also the same. Um, but you can get just the shirts only, um, and I bet the, the kit comes with the like the, the little computer, and then there's a charging cord, so you can charge the, the device too via USB. Hmm. Um, or you can just get different shirts too. You don't, I guess, have to get one shirt. I think just, just one shirt is $169 without pants? the opponent. Pants or shorts? Um, for the for the folks I, that like to go shirtless, well, I don't see any pants on their website, so and they didn't really talk about it on their article either. Um, so what would they like, measure to track like how much airflow you got? <laughs> it's just in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, like, like I think the shirt just makes a lot more sense logistically. <laughs> That's true. They have a, a beanie running hat. I'm not too sure what that does. I think that just might be for. Uh, oh, that's insulation, optimal breathability, high resistance to pilling and abrasions. It's just $30. I can't imagine there's anything special about it. No, I don't think there's any kind of sensors on that. I believe it's mostly in the chest for um, for the sensors. Hmm. Wow. So you chest buy these sensors. different... Uh, it sounds like you can buy different shirts, too, I guess, if you go all out for this. Just yeah, you can... 200 and then the, the full kit, I guess. You get so the kit with the you know the yeah the little computer on it and then with the Bluetooth, um, and then the charger and then if you want to get different shirts if you you know what you're washing one while you're, you know using another one something like that. Hmm. Pretty pretty interesting. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's for the average consumer, but maybe for someone who really wants to track everything. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I like the idea. I, if it were cheaper, I'd 
probably be all on that, but uh, yeah. and by cheaper, like I mean a, like an, uh, two bucks. Two bucks. <laughs> yeah, but if it was two bucks, would you even bother? Because you'd be like, wow, this is probably really cheap. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If, I don't only had, if you had to replace them like every six months or something, I mean, at two bucks, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you, go. you know what? So here's the thing, right? This begs the question, are you going to see more of this kind of thing? Are you going to see more shirts that come with just little pouches for, you know, trackers for sensors? I mean, it seems like, I don't know, it seems more likely. Like, you could just buy the Well, the pouches, well, it's, the thing with the sensors, it connects to all of the sensors around the body mm. of the shirt. And the uh. sensors are, that's fine to be in the wash. That's what, that's kind of interesting. Those are, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's interesting if they would have more shirts maybe with it and then maybe some sort of universal device that could go with different shirts. Yeah. I mean, something there, there's like something that. that someone could do too, yes. But. Well, anyway. Or, I, you know, maybe the watch thing will take off more of the band thing. I don't know. I do have one I do have one shirt that does have a pouch for like a smartphone and, and a <laughs> headphone jack. And I got it accidentally, but, <laughs> but it's kind of, realize kind of a neat idea. Yeah, yeah, you know. Kind of like the although I will say for some reason put my smartphone in there it does feel a little like it's just bouncing around. I, I don't like that. If I'm running, phone. I don't like anything bouncing around. No, which is why I prefer <laughs> yeah. the. Uh, anything? <laughs> You're gonna laugh at that. I think we I'm in my phone stuff in pockets. That's usually why. I just I don't like that. Like, but yeah, usually my phone isn't a problem. We're gonna have to do another XP boost soon. <clears> I think <throat> on uh, uh, on the fitness <laughs> the fitness belts because one of the things I think the last thing I talked about was the. Uh, uh, the the latest belt I got the uh, the heck was it called flip belt and how I was liking that more than the than the than the SPI or speed belt and I, I think I've changed my mind on that I prefer the the one where it's just the single like tiny the mini fanny pack essentially <laughs> but uh, that's that's for another day it's pretty pretty neat uh, I don't know so what what was the other what are the other smart shirts that, that were talked about? Wasn't there something at some point with like LED uh, <laughs> shirts or something like that? I thought just one with lights on it, or I don't remember if it was lights or like being able to change the design of the shirt or something like that. <laughs> but this seems more feasible for sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah, cool. Thanks, Tony. Sure. Awesome, awesome man. Well then, I think we're gonna talk about this. XP Boost And Matt is going to talk to us today. <laughs> Show and tell, <laughs> boys and uh, girls. And oh. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't oh. mean to cut you off for the intro here. No, go ahead. Wait, what are we talking about, Matt? <laughs> I think it's called IA Writer. I think it's called IA Writer. I'm not going to call it IA Writer for the rest of the, uh, the segment here, but it's a lowercase i, capital A. Uh, writer, it's in the uh, the App Store. Uh, it's both for uh, iPhone, iPad, Universal app. I a writer. For, for, I a writer. <laughs> I a writer. <laughs> I, I a writer. Maybe it's a, I a writer. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a plain text text editor. Uh, five bucks for the uh, iOS version. Uh, Ten bucks for the Apple, uh, I don't know, desktop or laptop version. Um, you can check more out at ia.net. Uh, slash writer. Um, I guess I've got a note at the bottom of, uh, of my notes. I was going to probably go over that first. I guess why I'm using this. 
Um, I'm thinking about getting off of Evernote and uh, doing just a Dropbox Finder uh, plain text type situation. Most of my notes in Evernote are either uh, just plain text or PDFs, and I think Finder and Spotlight can do a pretty good job of searching through that. Um, so that's that's kind of my use case right now of what I want to use this for. Um, so editing plain text in Dropbox, uh, you could use iCloud as well. It's got it has both of those uh, integrated. Um, and it does kind of like a, a minimal wiki markup. Um, it's, it's actually, if you, if you care about markup though, it's called Markdown. That's the technical, or that's the specific version of uh, the markup language it uses for its kind of wiki editor. Um, it looks pretty pretty basic. So if you want to create a header of some, some bold text at the top, you put one hash in front of it, space, whatever your text is. There's header level two, which is just two hashes and then your text. So kind of simple things like that. Uh, you want to create a list, it's just... Uh, you create a start a line with a dash, add some stuff. The next item in the list is just on the next line. Start that line with a dash. Uh, so just some really basic stuff. Um, and I actually have a did it at a quick look plugin. So if, if you're in Finder and you see any document, you can hit the space bar and it brings up a quick look. So it just shows you a preview of that document without opening any application. Um, and I installed a a preview for Markdown anything with a .md or .markdown extension, it'll just show the rendered pretty much HTML wiki markup that, that you can use. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I'm using uh, this app for. Um, let me go down the features a little bit more. Uh, so plain text supports Markdown, which is like the wiki-like syntax I was talking about. Um, connects to iCloud or Dropbox, I guess I mentioned that earlier. Uh, you can view a rendered Markdown preview inside the, the app, uh, and it also will convert to Word, uh, the .docx, the, the newer version of, of Word documents, um, and also back. I haven't tried that out yet, um, but it's been pretty good about for exporting HTML and PDF as well, so that, that worked out really well. Uh, so that's how you get things out of it. Um, store it in Dropbox, start editing whatever documents you want, um, all plain text, so it's kind of cool. Um, it's very minimalistic in terms of the design. I think that's what I liked it. I just I just want to start entering some text and edit things in Dropbox. Uh, I don't want to do anything kind of crazy. Or I saw some text editors where uh, just have, you can start programming things in Python to uh, uh, to edit. Oh, wow. it, doesn't, it doesn't do any of that. So this is just pretty bare bones. But it does have uh, in uh, I haven't tried the desktop version, so I'm not going to speak to that. I, I think it's pretty pretty similar to the iOS version. Uh, but when the keyboard pops up, it gives you another row of, of buttons, um, and you can kind of customize what what you've got there. There's just a ton of actions that it has. Um, the iPad version has ones where you can move one word or one character to the left or right, so you don't have to uh, use your finger to kind of poke around and wait for the uh, uh, the stupid I don't know thing uh, <laughs> text uh, bar to show up. Um, so you can kind of move the cursor around a little bit easier with the uh, the phone. Uh, it's got buttons to create all of those wiki uh, markup syntax that I was uh, talking about. Uh, create a bolded list, create a numeric list, uh, create different headers, uh, create a, a link to uh, some website or something like that. Uh, it also has a button you can hit to start selecting text wherever it's at, so you don't have to go again hit the screen and wait for the uh, uh, the magnifying glass to pop up and then get the uh, the buttons to say select copy. You can just hit the select button. Um, also things like moving a line up or down, um, like I said, showing hiding the keyboard. So just a bunch of different uh, buttons and things you can do uh, with the uh, both versions. Uh, iPad and iPhone, you get seven different buttons, which you can kind of just customize uh, with whatever things you use the most. So you can just kind of tap on them. So I've got one for header one, uh, one to create a list, one to create a link. Uh, those are kind of my main ones, but you can also tap and hold on those, and you get another pop-up menu. So 
I've got a header one button. If I tap and hold that, it's going to show all the other headers, and, and I don't have to type all those hashes to figure out what I want. You can just click, hold that, hit the button, and now I've got a you know, header line or a, a bolded list. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Now, I'm also some other bold italic strike through. Uh, that's all wiki markup as well. So I think a bold, if I want to make a word bold, it's just a star in front and behind it. So it's still all just plain text. Uh, there's also a way to create tables. I haven't worked too much with that. Uh, but uh, if you're into tables, you can do that. Um, it's still plain text, so it's probably not going to look the best until it's rendered. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of plain text tables, but it can support it. So <laughs> you could try that out. Um, so it's all it's all monospace. Mono yeah, so I think you can pick the different fonts. Um, I didn't play around with that that much. It's got a pretty nice monospace one. I think that's the default, and I, I'm not sure if you can change it or not. Uh, so yeah, if, if you went to like text edit or Word and did Courier New or any of those monospace ones, that's kind of what it would look like. Yeah, you, if you if you're looking if you're previewing your tables without uh, without having having it rendered, you probably would want something like that. <laughs> yeah, then nothing will line up and it's going to look horrible. Right, right. Um, I'm going to go over just a couple high level of for other features it has. So uh, a night mode, which pretty much just inverts the, you know, the background's black, the text is a lighter color. It has statistics for word and character count inside your uh, document. Um, something that uh, also uh, you can color adjectives, nouns, adverbs, verbs, and, and conjunctions. They're all slightly different color. So I guess if you're if you're a writer, this would be helpful. I'm you know I guess I'm a programmer. I do most of my notes is just for remembering things. So this <laughs> yeah, doesn't help me. It actually much, sounds but. like it's it, it's trying to make grammar like a programming language. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I, don't, yeah, I don't know if it, I mean I feel like the most useful thing there would be for for teachers or something. <laughs> Try to teach. Yeah, them. I would. I kind of want to just turn it on and. You know, I know what you know. A lot of them are, but I think it would help you recognize them a lot quicker. When you're like, I'm writing this. Okay, yeah, that's you know, that's a conjunction. Yeah, I should I should be. know that. Uh, and so maybe that's just kind of learning that stuff and getting better at uh, the English language. This yeah. could help you out with. Um, and it's got this cool thing called focus mode, uh, which is where you're typing. If you're writing up a sentence, a paragraph, it dims out everything else in the document and highlights just the sentence or paragraph that you're on. Uh, so I haven't really found a use for that but uh, I oh, thought it was pretty cool if you were if you were writing you know a, a paper or a blog or anything that had some meat to it versus mine just a list of maybe things I want to buy at the grocery store uh, this could be pretty helpful I wonder if that's a like a plug-in for Chrome or something that that actually is something I find myself reading you know e emails specifically where I'll just highlight a certain paragraph <coughs> just just to keep track of which paragraph I'm on <laughs> Something like uh, that might yeah. actually be That's what I do. helpful for that, yeah. If you could use the camera to watch where your eyes, eyes are at and just highlight whatever oh, you're... God, like that, uh, oh, that'd that, be nice. Which galaxy If it, was, if it was precise like that. <laughs> yeah. that Makes you blind. S4, you know, S5 is fast. or something. <laughs> but uh, that's cool. So it, is the... Did you kind of want to get... You kind of want to move away from Evernote? Is it because it, maybe that has too much like functionality and you kind of want something a little simpler? Is that kind of the point here? And this seems like it has maybe it has some good um, options and, and good features, but maybe not as much. Or what are you? What's your main reason to get off of, or maybe think about getting off of Evernote? Yeah, so it doesn't. So one of the things that Evernote does really well though is is inlining images and, and that kind of stuff too. So if you have, uh, if I've got an image 
in the same directory as, as something I'm editing a note, I can create a, a link to it and it, it'll render in line. And even on the quick look, it'll render. So Evernote's better at embedding that kind of stuff. Where here, I'd have to kind of manage it separately, have it have a different document. So if, if you make a lot of notes with images and stuff like that in Evernote, this is probably not a good replacement. Um, a lot of the other features that Evernote has in its WYSIWYG editor, uh, this can do in just plain text. Um, and then I, so I guess getting off of Evernote, this started a while ago. So sure. uh, I was using the Mac version. Uh, they came out with a new version. This was like a year or two ago. Uh, and it was just not a smooth transition. I ended up having, I think I had about five gigs of notes at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, and a couple times I had to delete everything, re-download everything. Um, and I was kind of worthless once I, without Evernote, I was just feel like I was stranded. Uh, so oh. I think that was kind of the planting a seed of, oh shoot, I should maybe take a look at moving off of something. And I think this is the first time I've actually done a big, uh, big push to actually maybe take a look at it. So like uh, when you download everything, I guess I really haven't downloaded everything. I just throw everything up to Evernote. But like if you download everything, you kind of still need that in order to access it. Is that what you're saying? I guess I really haven't played too much around with it. With Evernote or with yeah, the app? with Evernote. Like when you said you were kind of like oh, stranded. Oh, yeah, it's just like setting it up for a fresh install where you've got to, I think it down, starts downloading note headers so you can kind of see which notes you have. But maybe mm -hmm. if you can pull it up, it, it takes a little while. So uh, that just, yeah, just wasn't a fun experience. Um, I think they've they've really kind of doubled down on just making their core functionality work better, so it's probably not as big of a deal, but mm -hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I still think that something like Dropbox and Spotlight, I'm going to take a look at Alfred in the near future, which is another kind of app launcher, but you can also search documents a little bit easier, a little more configurable, so I, I kind of think that's you know, <laughs> maybe a little simpler than Evernote. Evernote's kind of nice, it's just one, one size fits all, you just download it and you can pretty much do whatever you want with it, um, mm -hmm. but I think there's a bunch of other tools where um, it feels nice where I can just swap things in and out. So if I can try out Alfred as an app launcher. If I like it, I can use it. I can try out IA Writer. Uh, I, I do like it, so I'm going to probably be using it. Um, mm -hmm. But if something else comes along or I just, you know, IA Writer comes out with a version that's just complete crap, uh, I can just dump it and find something else. And I think there's a lot of freedom in that too. What about um, Simple Note? Have you thought of that one? Or I don't know if it is. Yeah, that's a. So I think the, the not to just keep going off, <laughs> but I'm just curious if you if you. I researched Simple Note. The the value in Simple Note um, seems that it, it actually does store your documents in plain text, or you can at least keep a version of those in plain text. So I could have something like uh, Dropbox or just you know a backup and or use Simple Note to to sync things. Mm -hmm. um, but I, yeah, I really I'm not a fan of WYSIWYG editors. I think that's probably <laughs> I'm sure Simple Note has one as well. Sure, uh, never just, one that uh, seems to do it all either. What's that? There's never one that seems to do it all in, in terms of... No. Words, I always yeah, end up with the stupid... I've got, I've got a list of numeric items, and it always resets like halfway through, and I'm deleting things and trying to coerce it to say, this is the exact same list, or this is a different list. So I, something about WYSIWYG editors, especially with Evernote, where it renders it to HTML, I think it's editing HTML behind the scenes. Mm. Sometimes it just doesn't collapse things correctly, and you end up in these weird states where my note is just one of these bullet point items is you know one one point size bigger in font, and that stuff drives me insane. Those oh are, yeah, I don't like that. To our listeners <laughs> that that might not be familiar, that's what you see is what you get. That's not a uh, character from a Christmas, Christmas Carol or <laughs> oh, yeah. anything like that, or not like fuzzy wigs or <laughs> fuzzy wuzzy. So I was just talking about that for some reason. <laughs> and we were trying to figure out what, <laughs> who that character was in A Christmas Carol. I, I, I don't know. It's a shop owner or something, maybe. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember? <laughs> <laughs> Fuzzy wigs? Anything? Anything Is come he... to mind? 
Oh, it was an editor? I guess not. I, is that what it was? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it was he week. <laughs> so... <laughs> Pretty. That's one of those yeah. weird acronyms. I still don't know. For, do you still know for sure if uh, RSS actually stands for uh, real, really simple syndication? Is that accurate? I think so. Yeah, I've heard acronyms. that, but I've heard other ones too. Yeah, there was yeah. another one, really simple, something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, think WYSIWYG I is. Yeah, that's definitely what you mm-hmm. see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so I <laughs> do. I have to give this thing a star rating, I, or. I'll give it five of five for now. I really like it. It does exactly what I want. If you want, I mean, if you want something that's not a minimalistic text editor, uh, it's probably going to not be the right choice for you. But if you just want something simple to enter text, uh, and I thought it was cool where I've got a ton of stuff on my Dropbox, but it filters it down just to pretty much the text editors or the text documents. So when you're kind of flipping around, even if you hit a folder with hundreds of items in it, uh, it's just going to filter it down to just those uh, plain text documents that you can edit. So that was kind of cool too. And then do you do the, I think you touched a little bit on this. Can you, you can search through spotlight on your Mac through the, through Dropbox. Is that kind of where you're saving this stuff too? Yeah, this is, that's, it has nothing to do with the app, but, uh, yeah, if you, well, like, I'm, I'm kind of like that versus like, I don't, can you do that in Evernote? I don't, I don't think I've ever done Evernote's that. Evernote's got the, you can search all your notes in Evernote. Uh, so it's kind of something similar to that where, you know, if all your documents are just on Finder or, Mm-hmm. stored in your local hard drive uh, you can search through it with spotlight there so it's just oh i see but not yeah. necessarily like if you don't if you just send everything up to evernote um but then i guess you could save a copy of it on your local computer. yeah i think i think spotlight has integrations with apps now where apps can ship data over and spotlight will index it i don't know if evernote's gotten has, is doing that yet i, I, know, I know when i spotlight I, yeah. search i don't i don't see my evernotes in it yeah mm-hmm. I don't think so. You either. want to just uh, quick run down the prices again, Matt? Just so we're oh yeah, so uh, the iOS version is four ninety nine. Uh, that's the one I picked up. Uh, works both on the phone and the iPad, so you're you're good there. It's universal. Uh, and then the uh, desktop version or the Mac App Store one is nine ninety nine. Uh, that's the one I, I haven't tried out. You don't you don't need both of them to to work on them. Um, and so yeah, sweet. I haven't yeah I haven't tried the Mac App Store one. I'm uh, I think one of my big reasons for moving over to plain text was just I can use whatever my favorite text editor is from work. So uh, on my laptop, I'm probably going to be using a different text editor for that. So that was it. <laughs> I say that for some reason that Alfred uh, application you mentioned it reminded me. What is with what is with naming software after butlers? I may have mentioned this before. But <laughs> there's one of the oh, yeah. there's one out there called <laughs> so J- Jenkins. Assistance. Jenkins. Yeah, we Jenkins? had Jenkins, but it's a build server. Yeah, builds, builds code. Before this one uh, searches for documents, and it also has workflows and things like that. I think we might have briefly talked about it a while ago, but you can do things like uh, I could type G space and then whatever text I want, and maybe I could set that up to search Google. Uh, so I would, I'd probably have Spotlight to do everything that I normally do, and then have Alfred just for searching uh, Dropbox. I'd scope it just to that because uh, sometimes when I search for something in Spotlight, it pulls up emails or uh, some email attachment someone sent me. It, it's got everything indexed. So that's that's probably why I'd use the the two different ones. Uh, but and Alfred, you can you could also probably type in make a, a workflow where you, it creates a plain text document given whatever text you've typed into the uh, the search bar, and then you could start editing it there from there. So I think there's a lot of cool things you can do with Alfred uh, above and beyond Spotlight. But I haven't played around with it too much, so that's all speculation. <laughs> mm. Nice. 
Well, cool, Matt. Thank you very much. I was thinking so that that uh, <laughs> night mode in there made me think of night shift mode. Maybe uh, maybe one of our next episodes we'll have to go through uh, iOS nine three or something. Although I don't know if it's heavy enough to really. If there's enough there. I, you know, there was there was a while before. It took a while for nine point three to come out. But have you guys tried the night shift mode? I yep, have. I, I have mine up at nine thirty. I have. Yeah, mine's on. I think mine's maybe starts at nine. No, you know what? I didn't. I think I just did. Uh, yeah, maybe mine is like nine or ten or something. But I did something like that. Yeah, just to see it. it Actually, mine right. be... I don't know if it's doing anything though. Yeah, you know? I I notice it. It looks more like yellow. I, I made a yeah. I made a comment on Facebook about it. My screen looks dirty. <laughs> kind of, that's kind of what it does. I, I'm actually a little <laughs> used to it now, but mm-hmm. if it's helping, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I'd always done it from the, the the pull up menu from the bottom where you swipe up and you hit the night shift button and then you do it till seven p.m. But yeah, I guess I didn't know. Was it the control center? Is it display and brightness? Then night shift. There's a schedule. I never yeah. I never saw that. So yeah, I thought well, it, was it just took me off stuff. it took me a, yeah. a little time to figure out where that was myself. But uh, you know, having said that, they did add they did add a fifth button to the bottom of the control panel that wasn't there before and and. Mm-hmm in turn uh made those icons smaller at the very bottom which i don't know how i felt about that but it's fine um mm-hmm. yeah. i'm glad apple's taking you know they're doing they're doing things to make our lives easier i suppose <coughs> so i like that because that's what they're all about okay well what do you think guys i think i'll maybe run this run through this real quick our website, if you'd like to uh, check out some of the other, other episodes and some of our contact info and things like that, uh, niceguynetwork.com slash techies is where you can find us. Give us a rating on iTunes if you'd like. We'd appreciate that. Techies Podcast is what you can uh, <laughs> search for. I still, don't, I still don't know if it's any easier to really get to us other than just clicking directly on the link, but... We're also on Stitcher. You can find us recording Sundays at 6, 7 p.m. Central at, uh, <laughs> sounds weird, 6, 7 Central p.m. on Channel 2 on uh, Alpha Geek Radio or alphageekmedia.com. And our email address is techiespodcast at gmail.com. We're both on Facebook and Twitter uh, at Techies Podcast, so check those out. You can find other shows at niceguynetwork.com you can find matt at hulock you can find tony at why not thought and myself oh, <laughs> and myself <laughs> uh, tony doesn't nice. ah, i keep forgetting to change it because uh yep that's fine you can find me at shave maddox on twitter i may be i may use it um slightly more frequently maybe not even I got to get more into it. My, you know what my biggest issue with Twitter is, at least on iOS, is that the notifications, <clears> I can't, I try, I, I remembered why I turned them off in the first place. It doesn't seem like you can just have notifications for specific things. It seems like they give you notifications for both uh, when someone messages you or, uh, or when anything gets posted to your news feed, <laughs> it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I maybe have to figure out how to control that a little bit because, um, you know, in certain cases, I'm, there's a lot of people I'm following, and I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't want to be seeing everything everyone else is doing all the time, but 
can be. But you don't. <laughs> I just uh. like to know when someone is directly messaging me or, you know, that sort of thing, directly uh, referring to me. So, uh, um, us uh, techies specifically in in this particular case. But anyway, I think that's the show, guys. You got anything else to say? No. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate it. And until next time, tech her easy. game.